Section 21 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leonard Wilson. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5, Section 21. Frederick of the Alberighi and His Falcon by Giovanni Boccaccio from the Decameron. You must know that Coppo di Borghese Dominici, who was in our city, and perhaps still is, a man of reverence and of great authority amongst us, both for his opinions and for his virtues, and much more for the nobility of his family, being distinguished and wealthy, and of enduring reputation, being full of years and experience, was often delighted to talk with his neighbors and others of the things of the past which he, better than anybody else, could do with excellent order and with unclouded memory. Amongst the pleasant stories which he used to tell was this. In Florence there was a young man called Frederick son of master philip alberighi who for military ability and for courteous manners was reputed above all other gentlemen of tuscany he as often happens with gentlemen became enamoured of a gentle lady called madonna giovanni in her time considered the most beautiful and most graceful woman in florence in order that he might win her love he tilted and exercised in arms made feasts and donations, and spent all his substance without restraint. But Madonna Giovanni, no less honest than beautiful, cared for none of these things which he did for her, nor for him. Frederick then spent more than his means admitted, and gaining nothing, as easily happens, his money disappeared, and he remained poor and without any other property than a poor little farm, by the income of which he was barely able to live. Besides this he had his falcon, one of the best in the world. On this account, and because unable to remain in the city as he desired, though more than ever devoted, he remained at Campi, where his little farm was, and there, as he might hunt, he endured his poverty patiently now it happened one day when frederick had come to extreme poverty that the husband of madonna giovanni became ill and seeing death at hand made his will and being very rich in this will left as his heir his son a well-grown boy and next to him as he had greatly loved madonna giovanni he made her his heir if his son should die without legitimate heirs, and then died. Remaining then a widow, as the custom is amongst our women, Madonna Giovanni went that summer with her son into the country on an estate of hers near to that of Frederick, so that it happened that this boy, beginning to become friendly with Frederick, and to cultivate a liking for books and birds, and having seen many times the falcon of frederick fly took an extreme pleasure in it and desired very greatly to have it 
but did not dare to ask it seeing that it was so dear to frederick in this state of things it happened that the boy became ill and on this account the mother sorrowing greatly he being that which she loved most of everything which she had tended him constantly and never ceased comforting him and begged him that if there was anything that he wanted to tell her so that she certainly if it were possible to get it would obtain it for him the young man hearing many times his proposal said mother if you can manage that i should have the falcon of frederick i believe that i should get well at once the mother hearing this reflected with herself and began to study what she might do she knew that frederick had long loved her and that he had never received from her even a look on this account she said how can i send to him or go to him to ask for this falcon which is by what i hear the thing that he most loves and which besides keeps him in the world and how can i be so ungrateful as to take from a gentleman what i desire when it is the only thing that he has to give him pleasure embarrassed by such thoughts and feeling that she was certain to have it if she asked it of him and not knowing what to say she did not reply to her son but was silent finally the love of her son overcoming her she decided to satisfy him whatever might happen not sending but going herself for the falcon and she replied my son be comforted and try to get well for i promise you that the first thing that i do to-morrow will be to go and bring to you the falcon on which account the son in his joy showed the same day an improvement the lady the next day took as companion another lady and as if for pleasure went to the house of frederick and asked for him it being early he had not been hawking and was in his garden attending to certain little operations and hearing that madonna giovanni asked for him at the door wondering greatly joyfully went she seeing him coming with a ladylike pleasure went to meet him and frederick having saluted her with reverence she said i hope you are well frederick and then went on i have come to recompense you for the losses which you have already had on my account loving me more than you need and the reparation is then that i intend with this my companion to dine with you familiarly to-day to this frederick humbly replied madonna i do not remember ever to have suffered any loss on your account but so much good that if i ever was worth anything it is due to your worth and to the love which i have borne you and certainly your frank visit is dearer to me than would have been the being able to spend as much more as i have already spent for you have come to a very poor house so saying he received them into his house in humility and conducted them into his garden and then not having any person to keep her company he said madonna since there is no one else this good woman the wife of my gardener will keep you company while i go to arrange the table he although his poverty was so great 
had not yet realized how he had without method or pleasure spent his fortune but this morning finding nothing with which he could do honour to the lady for whose love he had already entertained so many men made him think and suffer extremely he cursed his fortune and as a man beside himself ran hither and thither finding neither money nor anything to pawn it being late and his desire to honour the gentle lady in some manner and not wishing to call on anybody else but rather to do all himself his eyes fell upon his beloved falcon which was in his cage above the table he therefore took it and finding it fat and not having any other resource he considered it to be a proper food for such a woman and without thinking any further he wrung its neck and ordered his servant that it being plucked and prepared it should be put on the spit and roasted immediately and setting the table with the whitest of linen of which he had still a little left with a delighted countenance he returned to the lady and told her that such dinner as he was able to prepare for her was ready thereupon the lady with her companion rising went to dinner and without knowing what she ate or what frederick served ate the good falcon then leaving the table and after pleasant conversation with him it appeared to the lady that it was time to say what she had come for and so she began amiably to say to frederick frederick recalling your past life and my honesty which perhaps you considered cruelty and severity i do not doubt in the least that you will be astonished at my presumption hearing what i have come for but if you had ever had children through whom you might know how great is the love which one bears them it seems to be certain that in part you would excuse me but as you have not i who have one cannot escape the law common to all mothers obeying which i am obliged apart from my own pleasure and all other convention and duty to ask of you a gift which i know is extremely dear and reasonably so because no other delight and no other amusement and no other consolation has your exhausted fortune left you this gift is your falcon which my boy has become so strongly enamoured of that if i do not take it to him i fear that his illness will become so much aggravated that i may lose him in consequence therefore i pray you not on account of the love which you bear me but because of your nobility which has shown greater courtesy than that of any other man that you would be so kind so good as to give it to me in order that by this gift the life of my son may be preserved and i be forever under obligation to you frederick hearing what the lady demanded and knowing that he could not serve her because he had already given it to her to eat commenced in her presence to weep so that he could not speak a word in reply which weeping the lady first believed to be for sorrow at having to give up his good falcon more than anything else and was about to tell him that she did not want it 
but hesitating waited the reply of frederick until the weeping ceased when he spoke thus madonna since it pleased god that i bestowed my love upon you money influence and fortune have been contrary to me and have given me great trouble but all these things are trivial in respect to what fortune makes me at present suffer from which i shall never have peace thinking that you have come here to my poor house to which while i was rich you never deigned to come and asked of me a little gift and that fortune has so decreed that i shall not be able to give it to you and why i cannot do so i will tell you in a few words when i heard that you in your kindness wished to dine with me having regard for your excellence and your worth i considered it worthy and proper to give you the dearest food in my power and therefore the falcon for which you now ask me was this morning prepared for you and you have had it roasted on your plate and i had prepared it with delight but now seeing that you desire it in another manner the sorrow that i cannot so please you is so great that never again shall i have peace and saying this the feathers and the feet and the beak were brought before them in evidence which thing the lady seeing and hearing first blamed him for having entertained a woman with such a falcon and then praised the greatness of his mind which his poverty had not been able to diminish then there being no hope of having the falcon on account of which the health of her son was in question in melancholy she departed and returned to her son who either for grief at not being able to have the falcon or for the illness which might have brought him to this state did not survive for many days and to the great sorrow of his mother passed from this life she full of tears and of sorrow and remaining rich and still young was urged many times by her brothers to remarry which thing she had never wished but being continually urged and remembering the worth of frederick and his last munificence and that he had killed his beloved falcon to honor her said to her brothers i would willingly if it please you remain as i am but if it please you more that i should take a husband certainly i will never take any other if i do not take frederick degli alberighi at this her brothers making fun of her said silly creature what do you say why do you choose him he has nothing in the world to this she replied my brothers i know well that it is as you say but i prefer rather a man who has need of riches than riches that have need of a man the brothers hearing her mind and knowing frederick for a worthy man although poor as she wished gave her with all her wealth to him who seeing this excellent woman whom he had so much loved become his wife and besides that being most rich becoming economical 
lived in happiness with her to the end of his days. End of section 21. Recording by Leonard Wilson of Springfield, Ohio.